This is Radio Romania International. You are listening to our one-hour broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa. We can also be heard on the Internet at www.rri.ro channel 1. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and other social media platforms. Our programs are also available on TuneIn and via satellite Eurosat 16A on 11512 MHz vertical polarization azimuth 16 degrees east symbol rate 29950 mega symbols per second standard DVB S2 modulation 8 PSK audio PID 510 we wish you good reception conditions Hello, I'm your host, Elena Yanake, bringing you the news. But first, let's take a quick look at the weather picture. A code yellow alert for wind is in place for the west, northwest and southeast regions and the mountain area. Maximum temperatures range from 6 to 17 degrees Celsius. The noon reading in Bucharest was 9 degrees. And now the news. The headlines. The success of lifting the cooperation and verification mechanism must be completed this year with Romania's well-deserved accession to the Schengen area, President Klaus Johannes said. NATO is moving to Romania today. Some of the AWACS raider jets currently stationed in Germany to consolidate the alliance's defense posture at the Black Sea. And 2023 will be a year of important Romanian cultural events, Culture Minister Lucian Romashcanu announced. The success of having the cooperation and verification mechanism lifted must be completed this year with Romania's well-deserved accession to the Schengen area, President Klaus Johannes said Tuesday at the annual meeting with the heads of diplomatic missions in Romania. Johannes said Bucharest is fully prepared for it and gave assurances that efforts will be made at all levels to ensure a favorable decision in this respect. Romania definitely is an important part of the solution to the current security challenges at European level and has brought and continues to bring an important contribution to strengthening the EU's security, Johannes also said. NATO is moving to Romania today. Some of the AWACS raider jets currently stationed in Germany to monitor more closely the war started by Russia in Ukraine. The planes are scheduled to land at the Otopen base near Bucharest, where three jets will be stationed alongside 180 NATO troops and pilots. NATO and the Romanian Ministry of Defense announced that they will carry out surveillance flights exclusively on the territory of the alliance, will strengthen the presence of Allied forces in the Black Sea region and also monitor Russian military activity. The mission will unfold for several weeks. AWACS aircraft can fly at altitudes of 12,000 meters and detect enemy aircraft, ships or ground vehicles from 400 kilometers away. They can transmit information to all NATO combat aircraft, which means they can theoretically be used as flying command posts. 2023 will be a year of important Romanian cultural events, Culture Minister Lucian Romashcanu announced on the Radio Romania Culture Channel. 
The opening of the cultural program Timisoara European Cultural Capital will take place on February 17 with over 50 events scheduled in the western Romanian city. Romashkan also said that a number of concerts of the Georgienescu International Festival will be held in Timisoara. Among the major cultural events of the year are the 30th edition of the Sibiu International Theatre Festival and the National Theatre Festival in Bucharest. Romania has 6.7 million registered employment contracts, the highest level in the last 10 years, and 16% more than last year. Its employment numbers are also the highest in the last decade, with 5.8 million employees, said Labour Minister Marius Budai. The processing industry and trade employ the most people, over 1 million, followed by constructions, transport and storage, each of which employs around 500,000 people. Romanians used almost 10% less energy in the first 11 months of 2022, according to data published by the National Institute for Statistics. Industrial consumption also dropped by 6%, although not because of a reduction in economic output, which may indicate better energy efficiency. Romania still had to import a lot of energy, oil and other primary sources, especially with hydropower production diminishing by 20% because of drought. The output of thermal and nuclear power stations also dropped, while the amount of wind and solar-generated electricity increased. We end the news with an important announcement. On February 13th, we mark World Radio Day. This year's edition is themed Radio and Peace. War as an antonym to peace signifies an armed conflict between countries or groups within a country, but may also translate into a conflict of media narratives. The narrative can increase tensions or maintain conditions for peace in a given context. Since wars begin in the minds of men, it is in the minds of men that the defenses of peace must be constructed. On World Radio Day 2023, we invite you, dear friends, to send us short written or voice messages illustrating this theme radio and peace. We are looking forward to receiving your contributions at engl at rri.ro or on WhatsApp at 0040744312650. The most interesting of them will be included in special editions of our programs or will be posted on our social media. The number of employees in Romania is the highest in the past decade. I'm Ana Maria Popescu with more details in this report written by Bogdan Matei. Romania seems to have reached the privileged scenario in which economic developments are disconnected from political influences. Over the past 16 years since the country joined the European Union, it has had as many as 11 prime ministers, most of whom set out to revolutionize the country's economic and social policies. But governmental instability, legislative inconsistency and the lack of inspiration that accompanied these policies have more often than not disrupted the labor market. Today, it seems to have finally stabilized, and Romania currently has nearly 6.7 million employment contracts registered in the National Employee Registry, Revisal, 16% more than last year and a record for the past decade. 
against a reduced overall population of 19 million, according to the preliminary results of the latest census, the number of employees is the largest in the last 10 years, the Labour Minister Marius Budai also announced on his Facebook page. The most employees, over 1 million per sector, are reported in the processing industry and trade, followed by constructions, transport and logistics, with about half a million each. According to the Labour Minister, the Revisal does not include certain categories of workers which are nonetheless covered in the statistics put together by the National Tax Agency. This includes civil servants, military personnel or judiciary staff. The public sector remains the most important employer in Romania. The number of jobs filled in public institutions and authorities last year was 1,280,000, and 64% of them were in the central public administration, according to data made public by the Finance Ministry. More than 600,000 people were working in institutions fully funded from the state budget. The largest number of such jobs, 300,000, was in public education, followed by the Interior Ministry with over 125,000 and the Defence Ministry with nearly 75,000. The Health Ministry has 18,000 employees, and over 460,000 people were working in local public administration in November 2022. The year 2022, the math media in Bucharest concluded, was quite intense for the Romanian employees and employers. Recruitment skyrocketed to a level above pre-COVID-19 figures, and human resources experts say this year companies will continue to compete fiercely over personnel. In their plans for 2023, employers remain cautious with respect to new recruitment and to salary increases. But one thing is certain, they have to keep their employees close to give them balance and a sense of purpose, experts also explained. The electricity consumption of households and businesses has decreased in Romania. I'm Cristina Mateescu with this report by Stefan Stoica. In a complicated year like 2022, when electricity and gas prices exploded, forcing the government to cap energy bills, energy consumption decreased. According to the National Institute for Statistics, in the first 11 months of last year, the decrease stood at 6% in the economic sector and at over 9% among the population. Economic analyst Konstantin Rudnitsky commented on these figures for the public station. We must note a drop in consumption at all levels, the population, businesses and local authorities. We don't yet have a very clear picture, but the high prices probably played a big role, and therefore many users, whether private persons or companies, kept their consumption levels in check, so as not to pay very high bills which they couldn't afford. In fact, support schemes were designed to this end, at least those intended for private users, including establishing a ceiling under which a lower tariff is charged. 
On the other hand, Rudnitsky sees it as a good sign that Romania recorded economic growth while using less energy. New data are expected to show if the reduction in energy consumption is the result of a more efficient use of energy or economic slowdown, the analyst also said. Romania's output of hydropower dropped by almost 20%, with that of thermal and nuclear power also dropping. The amount of wind and solar-generated electricity increased, however, last year, which is a good thing, says Konstantin Rudnitsky. Not the same can be said about Romania's dependency on hydropower stations, whose output was affected last year by the drought, Konstantin Rudnitsky. We can see that we have a balanced mix, an increase in renewable energy used in the economy, which is a good thing. We also still have coal, hydrocarbon and natural gas production, while hydro-based production decreased because of the drought. Hydropower stations struggled, especially that on the Danube. And this must be a signal that we are still dependent on drought, a phenomenon which also affects energy production. The data about primary energy sources showed that a considerable amount is still imported, contrary to the myth, as Rudnitsky put it, of Romania's energy independence, when the country is still very much in fact dependent on the foreign market in this regard. And that was Radio Newsreel. Focus on Romania. Time now for Hit of the Day on Radio Romania International. You're invited to listen to pop singer Ada and her latest hit, The Physicians. Să plâng că mă ții, să nu zic că mă plâns 
Romania. Hello and welcome. I'm Kalinko Toyu. For several months now, an edutainment park in Bucharest has been encouraging kids to learn by playing in a center designed as a miniature city. Children have a chance to find out what profession they might be interested in, a more than welcome initiative given that in schools they usually have access to theoretical rather than practical information about various occupations. We talked about this idea with marketing and communication manager Ana Maria Pascaru. Destiny Park is in fact the first edutainment park in Romania. We opened it on the 2nd of September, so it's been four months already. We are glad to have brought this concept to the Romanian market. Learning by playing is a relatively new concept in our country, and it somehow completes the non-formal education kids are getting outside school curricula. We target children aged 4 to 14, which is quite a large age group. And our main goal, as I was saying, is to educate by playing. The center is basically a miniature city, or as we like to say, a city run by children. There is an industrial area with places where children learn, for instance, about furniture manufacturing or about dairy processing, or about agriculture and what the agriculture of the future will look like. There is another area focusing on medicine, with a dental clinic and a hospital with several wards, including a surgery section, an emergency room, a neonatal unit and ambulance service. In all these areas, we teach children what certain professions are all about. Obviously, we only cover the basics. We give children some information, but we do it through play, which makes it easier and more fun for kids to learn. Marketing and communication manager Ana Maria Pascaro highlighted the novelty that the experiences in the center bring to children's lives. If you remember, in the past there were visits to parents' workplaces. I understand this is still a thing, but not in all companies. Destiny Park is the place where many children get in touch with certain professions for the first time. These professions cover a wide range. 
from the IT sector to medicine, agriculture, industry, chemistry, airplanes, and so on. And it's all very attractive to them because they play and they learn. The project initiators also thought about getting children familiar with the concept of social responsibility. So a number of projects are underway in which kids are encouraged to contribute. We are running several campaigns of environmental corporate social responsibility. We started off even before opening the park. Even in the pandemic, we had some activities with the Grigore Alexandrescu Hospital for Children. Then in August, before opening, we had two weeks when we had 2,500 children visiting. Children from disadvantaged backgrounds or children with disabilities with free access. This project continues. In December, we started gathering what we call magic money. Magic money is the currency of our little city. Kids who enter the park based on the ticket they purchased get a check, then some magic money. The first lesson is the economy lesson as we call it. The moment they get this money, they can attend certain activities. For the fun ones, they have to pay. And for the ones they work, they get paid a wage. The magic money represent the Destiny Park currency, and we thought it would be nice to encourage kids to donate, to learn civic spirit, to learn that giving is beautiful, and giving to kids of lower means is something they should do. As a result, we started setting aside money from kids. If they run out of money at the end of their experience, when the park tour ends, they can donate it or take it home and use it again when they come back. This is how we started gathering magic money, and our foundation, through this gesture that is, after all, symbolic, turns magic money into tickets for disadvantaged children. Kids come here to have fun, but they learn that work is very important too. Some only work. Others only try to have fun, but, as I told you, at some point they run out of money and have to work. They can't ask their parents for money, because everything happens with magic money. We have two kinds of tickets, three and a half hours or a full day. Most parents, especially on their first visit to the park, take the three and a half hour experience since each experience is between 15 and 20 minutes. Upon entering, the kids can have a tour of the park. This is what we advise them and their parents, so they can see what they would like to do. So, when they get in, they pick and choose their activities, where they want to go, and usually many of them are very happy to work because they are proud of getting a salary. Ana Maria Pascaru told us what older children enjoy and choose to do and said that the older ones between 10 and 14 head to the more fun and more interesting activities like the Aviation Academy. You've been listening to Inside Romania. This is Radio Romania International. Cultural event.
Welcome to Cultural Event. I'm Elena Enache. Romania's National Culture Day, celebrated on January 15, which is the birth date of poet Mihai Minescu, has been marked as always by numerous cultural events held across the country. Also, the Romanian Cultural Institute invited the public to the events staged in Bucharest and 20 cities abroad on the occasion of the National Culture Day. Concerts and conferences were held in Stockholm, Luxembourg, Brussels, Lisbon and many other cities, as well as literary events and exhibitions that promoted Romanian artists and creators of culture, but also the city of Timisoara, which is the European capital of culture 2023. On the occasion of National Culture Day, the National Art Museum invited the public on Sunday, January 15, to an event dedicated to the links between written culture and visual arts. Thus, books that presented the work of three artists with an exceptional contribution to the configuration of visual arts in Romania, Teodor Paladi, Constantin Flondor and Ioana Aurel Mureșan, were launched. Artist and curator Catalin Stegerean, director of the National Art Museum, tells us more about it. Da, am dorit să avem acest eveniment care să se înscrie oarecum firesc în... We wanted to stage an event which is very much in tune with the National Culture Day celebrations. This is a day when we pay tribute to Mihai Minescu, but when we also try to reflect on the most important achievements in the field of contemporary culture, Romanian culture in general. If Teodor Paladi is an established artist, an artist who enjoyed an almost legendary prestige during his lifetime, the other artists we pay tribute to are equally relevant. Constantin Flondor, an artist living in Timisoara, is known for his contribution to the avant-garde movement in Romania in the 1960s and 1970s. He's also an important artist for what the prologue group meant, and we are happy to present this volume put together by Alina Sherban, entitled When I Touches Clouds, another volume released in Timisoara by the Triade Foundation in partnership with Afecene, presents the work of an extremely important artist for the 1980s generation, Iwan Aurel Mureșan, also a professor with the Art University in Cluj-Napoca. He's an artist who in recent years has had several exhibitions in the country and this triple launch is an opportunity for the Bucharest public to discover his very important works. The Ipotest Memorial, the Mihai Minescu National Studies Center, hosted the Eminescu Days in the birthplace of the national poet. Several events were held there, including the opening of a street exhibition, a folk and rock concert based on lyrics by Eminescu, and, the most important of these, the award ceremony of the National Prize for the translation and promotion of Eminescu's work. On the occasion of the National Culture Day, a debate was staged under the umbrella of the Romanian Cultural Institute through the National Book Center, with the theme cultural press sketches for a possible future and that has been cultural event next in this program sports
Welcome to Radio Romania International's sports feature. I'm Ana Maria Popescu. Handball is once again these days in the focus of attention of sports fans around the world. The men's world championships, hosted by Poland and Sweden, has brought together 32 teams, although Romania has not managed to secure a place among them. This is why Romanian handball fans are focusing on women's competitions, which have brought more satisfaction lately for our country. For instance, both teams representing Romania in the Champions League have real chances to qualify into the competition's quarterfinals. Champions Rapid Bucharest are ranking fourth in Group B, only two points behind the second place that secures a place in the quarterfinals. CSM Bucharest, in turn, is placed even better. They lead Group A and only need one point in the last three matches of the group stage to make it to the top eight teams of the event. On Saturday, CSM once again proved it is one of the teams entitled to claim the champion's title. Coach Adrian Vasile's students defeated the Danish champions Odense Handbolt 40-31. According to Ager Press News Agency, Cristina Neagu was again the best player in the Romanian team, with 10 goals scored. For her contribution to this huge success against one of the world's best handball schools, Radio Romania International has designated Cristina Neagu Athlete of the Week. Cristina Nago was born in Bucharest on the 26th of August 1988. In 2006, she joined the top-tier team Rulmentul Brasov, from which she later on transferred to Old Kim Rumniku Vulcea. In 2010, with Old Kim, she played the finals of the Champions League. After the team dismantled, she moved to Buduknost Podgorica, with which she actually won the Champions League in 2015. Since 2017, she has been playing for CSM Bucharest. In 2010, 2015, 2016 and 2018, the International Handball Federation named her the best player in the world, making her the first in history to win this title four times. And this wraps up our sports feature. Don't forget you can also follow us online at rri.ro and on Facebook. You are listening to Radio Romania International. Hello and welcome to Your Music. I'm your host, Elena Enake, inviting you to spend the next couple of minutes in the company of a legendary rock soloist, Christy Minculescu. He is currently living in Germany, but his music career continues in Romania. Let's start the program with a song performed live in 2022 at the Maximum Rock Open Air Festival in Garuna. Performing is Cristi Minculescu Band, in short Cristi and Walter and Boro. Thank you. 
We continue your music with another song entitled Along the Waters, performed by Christy Minculescu Band, Christy, Walter and Boro. your music today with yet another song performed by Cristi Minculescu band Cristi, Walter and Boro, a song entitled Memories. Mama îmi spuneai, spuneai să născut oamenii răi Vorbele învăț Să nu mă las niciodată înfrânt Că sufletul și inima nu se vând Da, tată, te și acum Să stau o viață drept să fiu un om bun Că timpul trece și în urmă rămân Doar lacrimi și fum Amintiri 
Coming up next... People and Places Welcome to a fresh installment of People and Places. I'm your host, Mihaela Ignatescu. On January 15th, we celebrated the birth of the one dubbed the evening star of Romanian poetry. Prose writer and journalist Mihai Eminescu, described by both Romanian readers and literary critics as the most important romantic writer in Romanian literature and Romania's national poet. So the first part of today's show is devoted to him. Later in the program, we will travel briefly to the beautiful land of Maramureș in northern Romania, about which we have already learned a lot as one of the richest places in customs and traditions in the country. But Maramureș has some other hidden gems, such as the salt mines from ancient times. So today we will travel to one of them. Stay tuned. Mihai Eminescu was born on January 15, 1850, into the numerous family of Gheorghe Eminovich in Bukovina, northeastern Romania. He went to school in Cernăuț, today part of the Republic of Moldova. The first evidence of Eminescu as a writer goes back to 1866, when teacher Aron Pumnul died and his students published several poems and pamphlets, among which one signed by Eminescu. He then started publishing in various literary magazines his own poems and also translations from German. 
In 1867, he joined the theater troupe of Yorgu Karagiale as a clerk and prompter. Then he traveled alongside Mihai Pascali's troupe. After a while, he settled in Bucharest, where he became a clerk and copist for the National Theater. All this time, he kept writing and publishing poems. Also, it was then that he started writing his novel, Wasted Genius, published posthumously in its incomplete form. Eminescu was always fascinated with the Romanian people, landscapes, fairy tales and traditional stories. He travelled extensively across the country, eager to learn as much as possible about Romanian people and traditions. He was never interested in getting degrees, but he did study in Vienna and Berlin, always in search for knowledge. Between 1877, when he moved to Bucharest, and 1883, he wrote his best poems, and most of his notable editorial pieces also belong to this period, when Romania was fighting the Ottoman Empire in the Russian-Turkish War of 1877-1878. You are listening to Radio Romania International. At the end of the war, Eminescu strongly opposed one of the clauses of the Berlin Treaty, under which Romania had to give up southern Bessarabia to Russia. Eminescu's talent was not difficult to discover by the top literary critics of the time, such as Tito Maiorescu, who called him a real poet when he was only 20. What he actually did for Romanian literature was that he created a language used by no other Romanian writer before him. He enriched literary language with words and phrases from all regions of Romania, as well as with words and concepts from the many philosophical studies he read. He was the first Romanian writer who published in all Romanian provinces and was very interested in the problems of Romanians everywhere. In a poem called To My Critics, he talks about himself as a romantic. This and the way in which he lived his life, with no interest in what regular people found as important, such as a position, degree or fortune, had him associated with the romantic figure of the genius. What is clear is that he altered dramatically the course of Romanian literature, and his followers were many. His 1883 poem, Luciaforul, The Evening Star, was so notable that a new literary review took its name after it. The poem took Eminescu almost 10 years to write and suffered more than 3,000 alterations and entered the Guinness Book of Records in 2009 as the longest love poem. Eminescu's poems have been read almost everywhere in the world, as they have been translated into 60 languages. Thanks to his affinity to German culture, the first translations of his poetic works were into German and were made by the Queen Elizabeth of Romania, also known under the pseudonym of Carmen Silva, as she herself was a writer of poetry and prose. There followed translations into French, English, Spanish, Portuguese, Italian, Hungarian, Ukrainian, Gagauz, Romani, Chinese, Japanese, Arabic, Hindi, Sanskrit and even Esperanto. Also, in recognition of his universality, the year 1989, 100 years after his death, was declared by UNESCO the International Eminescu Year. Also, UNESCO decided that Eminescu be declared the poet of the year 2000, and NASA named Eminescu a crater on Mercury and also a small planet. 
To honor the memory and legacy of the great Romanian poet, the late academician Eugen Simeon, with support from the Romanian Academy, managed to have the day of January 15th declared Romania's National Culture Day. The Romanian Parliament endorsed the law in 2010, and January 15th became the day on which we not only celebrate one great writer, but also a day of reflection and celebration of the Romanian culture in general. It is difficult to say now what Eminescu means for the larger public. As the Romanian literary critic and writer Paul Cernat said, although writers today may no longer relate to Eminescu, he is by no means obsolete or expired. His work continues to impress readers of all ages with its richness, diversity, complexity and intensity. Some poems may have faded away and don't tell us much anymore, but we keep discovering many of them and we are each time surprised by their charm and modernity, by their amazing force of expression and vision. Mocked by some, compromised by others, the Eminescu myth is authentic and resilient. This year too, like every year, shows, symposiums, book launches and exhibition openings were held all across the country to honor the big poet and Romania's culture day. In Ipotesht, Potoshan County, where the poet was born, people can visit the memorial house, which has been renovated and refurbished recently. Kishino too, the capital of the Republic of Moldova, played host to several events devoted to Mihai Eminescu. Because January 15th is a National Culture Day on both banks of the Prut River. People and Places continues on Radio Romania International. The land of Maramures, one of the most beautiful in Romania, whose many treasures you may be familiar with already, also has some hidden gems, such as the salt mines that were discovered and used even before the Romanian conquests. To archaeologists, the region is thus like a treasure chest, filled with ancient items and tools, telling of the ingenious way in which the locals used to extract and process salt. The findings also helped archaeologists and historians decipher the legends around the place, most of which are linked to some magical rituals involving the white gold. For instance, people could tell the time for the whole year just by using salt. On the night of St. Basil's, right after the start of the new year, the old man of the family would take an onion and carefully open it and divide it into 12 leaves, the number of months in the year. He would also put a little salt on each leaf and a few hours later, the water on each leaf would indicate the rainiest months. There are many mines in the area, but there is one that is a bit special, Okna Shugatag. Discovered more than 700 years ago, Oknashugatag has always been a destination of interest for travelers. While in the 14th and the 15th centuries the roads leading to the salt mine belonged to the merchants who were stocking up on salt, nowadays people come here for the beauty of the place, for the thermal resort or they are history enthusiasts who want to know how salt was exploited a thousand years ago. The landscape around Okna Shugatag, guarded by the peaks of Tiblesh and Gutin mountains, is a magical one, guaranteed to bring peace to anyone visiting it, for a well-deserved break away from the hustle and bustle of urban centers. The three salt ponds that existed there in the 18th and 19th centuries, organized by the royal salt chambers, bearing the names of rulers Bogdan, Mihai and Dragos, were closed because of the heavy water infiltrations in the 1950s. 
In time, salt lakes were formed on their place and they have become a major tourist attraction in the area. Nowadays, thousands of people come here both to care for their health in the resort and for the beauty of the area. That's all from People and Places today. Thank you for listening. Focus on Romania. Coming up next on Radio Romania International. Simply Folk. Welcome to Simply Folk. I'm Eugen Nasta. Bukovina-based traditional music vocalist Elena Podure today celebrates her 73rd birthday anniversary. Elena Podure has been in the service of the traditional music of her birthplace from the northeast ever since she was 17, and her generous voice with grave undertones conquers the listeners' hearts. In 1983, Elena Podure became a brush of city dweller by adoption, being the solo performer of several ensembles. She recorded not only songs from Bukovina, but also sentimental songs, merrymaking songs and tangos, and even launched an album of religious music. But since folklore is the Romanian people's calling card, according to Elena Podure's own words, you're now invited to listen to Elena Podure performing a song entitled there where there is merrymaking and good humor. With that, our broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa has come to an end. You can listen to our next program for Western Europe at 1800 hours UTC on 7350 kHz in the DRM system and on 9770 kHz in analog system. Listeners in Africa can receive our programs tomorrow at 1200 hours UTC on 17800 and 21470 kHz.
We can also be heard on the internet at ri.row channel 1. If you have any comments or suggestions, please write an email at engl at ri.row. Goodbye. <laughs>